Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm, AB, uh, episode number 124. This is the start of 2022, the first episode that you and I are doing together. You had an amazing interview that you featured recently, uh, only a couple of days ago. So everyone that hasn't jumped on or hasn't caught up with Adrian's podcast, make sure you do. But Adrian, uh, this is the first time that we're hanging out again this year, and it's exciting because 2022, I think a lot of the challenges that we've seen over the past couple of years are going to be removed, and there's going to be a lot of uh, activity out there, and the great agents and the agents that are focused and process-driven are definitely going to win this year. Now, you have had an amazing break. Uh, You've been busy. You've launched a book. You've been doing podcasts. You've been selling property. You've been all over all of your social media. I cannot believe you get out the amount of content you do on a daily basis. Um, And, you know, myself, I delivered a masterclass to the UK over the past couple of days. So thank you to all our UK listeners for jumping on that masterclass, Bowie. There was probably about 150 people that were involved in that. And Stephen Brown uh, has done an amazing job. And I know that you and I are close friends with Stephen and he continues to do some amazing things. Actually, part of his... Uh, program that he ran throughout the UK was we donated a portion of every ticket to laptops for schools and part of that program is a portion um, a portion of a ticket goes towards um, contributing and donating laptops to schools to be provided for children that may be disadvantaged in regards to lockdowns and online learning. So it's really amazing to see the give back opportunities that are out there just when you think about it and what the opportunities are. But again, that was a pretty amazing experience. Um, I've been speaking for a while now, Bowie. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, 2022, really excited about this year in particular. I think last year uh, obviously had its challenges, Troy. And, you know, when we talk about the real estate market, um, you know, you and I are huge advocates of saying, look, you know, we're not a market and an industry that are depending on whether prices are great or prices aren't great. We're, we're an industry that requires some level of volume um, and also we're, we're, we're a relationship industry, right? Mm-hmm. So the worst possible thing to happen in the real estate industry could be a huge reduction in volume. And guess what? It happened last year. You're talking up to 70 or 80%. And yet still the industry survived. And in many cases, agents thrived and had their best years. So when you think the worst possible thing could happen, uh, which is, you know, almost 70, 80% reduction in volume for a certain period of time, agents still got through it. So that just goes to show, Troy, when the next challenge comes along, which could be a shifting market, which could be a changing government, which could be interest rates, it could be a global influence. You know what? That's very pale in comparison to that one particular metric, which is a huge reduction in volume and agents still had great years. So I think it's a very resilient market a very resilient industry full of very resilient and determined people. So congratulations to everyone that survived that year because a lot of people had other areas of their lives affected, Troy, health, family, financial. So to get through it, here we are, we're on the other end, and I think we're in for some great uh, experiences both in terms of customer service 
and learning, development and growth for the year, Troy. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And I think, Adrian, um, kind of topical uh, because today we're talking about your Manual to Mastery, uh, the book that you launched and it is flying out the door, um, so to speak, on Amazon. I know there's three options that you can that you can use and download. Uh, obviously, the the hardcover, the soft cover, and the digital version, um, all yep. available for people to purchase. We might actually put that link in the description. Um, yes, say if I want to find where to uh, yeah, download or purchase the manual to mastery, they can do that via your website as well. I know that there's links on your social yes. channels uh, to do that. Correct. Now. We're going to talk a little bit about that today because this isn't just a book about your life experience and what you've gone through as a sales agent. It's actually the information that's made you such a success over the long-standing career that you've had. Um, so the lessons and the learnings, but it is actually a manual. So the, the users and the readers that have this document, they can actually follow the steps that you talk about to get them to the next level, uh, as long as they yeah. continually to tune in as well to the to the episodes that we host on a weekly basis. So Adrian, I think yes. it's kind of obvious for you and I, uh, we know that everything in, in the manual to mastery and actually mastery in general in business and especially in real estate, the first chapter that you come cover off is all about mindset and so what I might do if it's okay with you is read out each one of the chapter headings uh, and then we can discuss it a little bit so I think it's really important that our listeners they already know us but they want to get a really clear understanding about what are they going to get from this book absolutely so yeah with mindset there's a there's a brief note there Troy which which you can read and then I can elaborate on that yeah yeah, absolutely. So obviously it's all about mindset. Uh, how do you plan to succeed? What are you doing to develop, develop a winning mindset? And what are tangible steps that you need to take to transform your mindset? Uh, again, yeah. really important. Okay, so yeah, really important, Troy. And look, the, the sequential order of these eight modules, if you like, in the manual uh, are, are quite deliberate. So uh, Obviously, it's, it's impossible to talk about anything else and, and very remiss to talk about anything else unless you deal with mindset first. So we're only going to talk very briefly about each of the eight modules, but, you know, not to give too much away because, you know, I'd love for everyone to invest in the book because the proceeds are going to a great cause uh, and, 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 you know, like you, Troy, you know, we love giving back and I think the Laptops for Kids is a great cause. For me, it's Beyond Blue and, and uh, Black Dog Institute, which is fantastic. Um, but fundamentally, this first chapter or module on mindset is really explaining the fact that almost like when you're in an aeroplane, if you like, um, the first thing they teach you is if there's an issue, the oxygen mask comes down, make sure you put it on your own face first and then you're the child's face if you if you're actually with a child or someone else that needs help so that metaphor basically means that unless your mindset is laser beam focused both physiology phys physically mentally psychologically how are you going to help buyers and sellers it's you just can't you just can't do it right um so having mindset will make sure that the platform 
for you to provide mastery like service to buyers and sellers and every stakeholder, in fact, of any real estate transaction, whether it's rental or sale, or it could even be an interaction uh, internally with one of your team members, um, the mindset is critical. So how do you achieve that? Very simply, number one, must have a morning ritual. Um, Now, morning ritual sounds different for absolutely everyone. It could be exercise, it could be meditation, it could be reading, it could be journaling. Either way, do something that transitions you from that sleep and that rest into the business mode, which is going to be that that vignette or that nexus, if you like, between sleep and business. You've got to have that morning ritual. Now, it might be an hour, it might be 30 minutes, or in, in Matt Steinwade's case, as a metaphor, 31 minutes, which is I think is a terrific metaphor for everything in life, whether it's prospecting, exercising, uh, vendor management, past client calls, anything can be 31 minutes, um, or it could be an hour, whatever it is, or spending time with your kids. So that's 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 critical. Number two, with mindset, without giving too much away, is knowing what your purpose is, Troy. Um, And I know everyone talks about what's your why, and it can almost be a bit cliche, and Simon Sinek certainly has created an identity for himself around what's your why. But, um, you know, your purpose could be five things you want to achieve for this calendar year. So I just had a session, Troy, with a coaching client of mine, one of my regular coaching clients. And um, we said, okay, we're going to spend the next 10 minutes preparing a business plan. He said, 10 minutes, is that all it takes? Then absolutely. So um, what we did is how many sales do we want to do? What's our average sale price? What's our average commission going to be? How much are we going to spend on our team members? How much are we going to spend on personal marketing? Okay. And what's our GCI going to be based on all of that? And then at the end of that, what's our NCI? What's our net commission income? Um, So we can do something with that personally, whether it's buying a property, whether it's going on a holiday, whether it's buying a new car, whether it's sending your kids to private schools. What's the dollar net dollar amount at the end of the calendar year, 31st of December, that your bank account will increase by? Now, if that's even though that might sound like, you know, an important metric. It's not so much for, for, the, for, for the monetary side of it because money are just ones and zeros on a screen when you think about it, right? It's, we're in a cashless economy almost. Um, but it's more about what are the opportunities for that. Uh, you know, and as I said, it might be sending your kid to a private school, might be going on a holiday, it might be you know, doing, you know, building your investment portfolio. So the reason we make that business plan, if that's what you want to call it, or you can call it goals, you can call it your objective, you can call it your purpose. The reason we make it so simple is so it can be digested on a daily basis because unless you're looking at that on a daily basis, then you're guaranteed to get off track. Now, you'll still probably get off track regardless, but reviewing that on a daily basis reminds you why you're doing what you're doing, i.e. being on purpose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, Adrian, the second one, and we're going to get through these, um, we're going to talk about a little bit of the detail, but there'll be some chapters that are almost self-explanatory in the book and we want the team to really jump in and see them. But the second one is how to reach 100 sales per year 
every year indefinitely. Now, this is a big thing, right? Because we know that most real estate professionals within Australia and New Zealand right now, they're averaging anywhere from one to two deals per month. Now, we're talking about making that five to 10 deals per month with a couple of months mm -hmm. off per year. So I'd really like you to tell us how can you make that formula work that selling one property seems like somewhat of a mountain to achieve uh, in, in a month for some people. How do you do that so you can do the same amount but sell 10 properties or 12 properties per month? So, Troy, this still should be a goal for every agent listening to this, at least 100 sales. Now, um, I had one person contact me to say, look, that particular chapter of the book, is that really going to resonate with me? Because I, I don't even think that's, that's possible. And uh, my response was, absolutely, it's possible because you've got now agents selling a property a day. That's the reality of it, okay? Um, so the, the shift from selling one property a month to three, in my opinion, is not as difficult as actually going from five, you know, to, to three to six per month, for example, which what you're talking about. Um, so once you've got automation, once you've got process, once you rely on process and once you allow process to set you free, then all of it becomes easy. Because let me tell you, there's, there's two parts to this business, Troy. One is the connection part and the building rapport part, whether that's a buyer or a seller, right? Then the other part of it is the automation part, which is templates, checklists, emails, etc. Let me tell you, the hard part, the hard part is the rapport and the building part. That's, that's hard, right? But yet, yet agents still rely on that and forget about the automation part. And they, they're almost putting all their eggs in one basket, hoping that the connection is going to be there and the relationship building will just magically happen. Well, let me tell you, it doesn't always work out that way. So you need both. You need the client, whether it's a buyer or a seller, to see efficiency, to see process. So that means speed, urgency and accuracy and transparency, whether it's an, a follow-up email, whether it's a, a contract that goes to a buyer, whether it's a proposal that goes to a, a seller, whether it's a vendor update that goes to So they need to see all that automation and all that um, process as well as the rapport building stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So I suppose... You know, there's a lot of detail in that chapter about how to achieve 100 sales. But to, to give a brief summary, that combination of automation and building and nurturing rapport and building relationships is that something that's not mutually exclusive. They have to coexist. Yeah. And Adrian, I think that kind of goes when you talk about success formulas and process that's actually a chapter the very next chapter in your book as well and it really does focus around data so how can you be proactively capturing and also monitoring that data and I know that you were the original person that I can remember at the start of my career that was really emphasizing on a clean database and really importantly making sure that you've got the right information for the right people in the right order makes all the difference to any sales business. 
Absolutely. So obviously, like you, Troy, anyone knows that has worked with me know that I'm data obsessed. Um, the reason I'm data obsessed is because um, people might say, well, look, it's all about that, you know, rapport building part. That's great. Of course it is. But the automation part and also this process and database building part, anyone who says it's not a numbers game are deluding themselves. I mean, the reality is this. I sat down with a coaching client the other day and said, hey, if you have 10 face-to-face meetings every single week for the rest of your career, whether they're price checks, highly qualified buyer appointments or actual listing opportunities, let me tell you, your whole life's going to change. And he said, is it that easy? And I said, yes, absolutely is that easy. (laughs) Well, how how do I get to 10? I'm like, well, you've got to make a certain number of calls. Well, how do I make those calls? Well, you've got to have data. So all roads lead to data, Troy. So to to not recognise that you have to build and nurture database in in a substantial capacity and it can still be clean and it can still be quality would be naive. So there's a lot of content in that module. Uh, I highly encourage everyone to read it. But the key takeaway in it is that without building, nurturing a data and keeping it clean, you will epidemically continue to ride the manic roller coaster ride of income, which is I've got no listings. What do I do? Scramble. I get the listings. What do I do? Spend all my time on buyer management, vendor management. And then I, I, I immediately cannibalize my proactive prospecting time. Then what happens? Back to no listings. What do I do? Scramble, get listings and so on and so forth. So highly encourage everyone to dig, dig deep into that. Well, it enables you then to go on. And I love the way that you've thought out the chapters. It's, it's actually quite sequential in the way that you can approach it. Because then we go straight into the sales strategy. And we always, as you know, and as our listeners know, it always comes down to a couple of key elements, price, presentation, marketing, uh, and making sure that you create that formula for success. Now, again, Adrian, I would think that this chapter in the book is probably one of the most reread and practiced because a lot of people seem to have hesitation around having that sales strategy that they can be repeatable in their business and they can execute every single listing presentation. Look, yeah, you're absolutely right, Troy. So this module about sales strategy is all about uh, vendor management, if you like. It's about buyer management and it's about over-communication And it's about adopting that trusted advisor position. So if you're dealing with a doctor, lawyer or accountant, let me tell you, very few clients would question their recommendations. Mm. However, as real estate agents, because we don't speak with conviction and veracity enough, then of course people are going to put question marks on our recommendations. So my strong uh, uh, recommendation in terms of digesting this particular chapter in the book is that people adopt a very firm position on what they believe to be true and objective. What I mean by that is when you're sitting in front of a buyer, back up your conversation or your business discussion, if you like, um, with objective data. So even if you, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to do a postgraduate degree. And, you know, one of the things you learn when you're putting uh, a paper together is you don't talk about anything unless you can back it up with some sort of reference or some sort of data. And it's called a business case. So there's no difference to that when you're talking to a buyer. The same with a seller. 
um, you know, you're sitting down with a seller and you're having a conversation and you're showing them the metrics from domain.com, realestate.com. You're showing them how many email inquiries you've received. You're letting them know how many calls you've logged for the property. And then you talk about the ratio of how many buyers have actually been through, requested a contract and actually pursued some interest in the property. Now, let me tell you, if that ratio is not on track, you need to be equipped with a solution and a prescription after diagnosing that it's off track and make that recommendation with conviction, with veracity and get the campaign back on track very, very quickly. So that's what that chapter is all about is having a business case and backing it up with objective data and having conviction when you're making those recommendations. Perfect. And the next chapter talks about the psychology of sales and it is about creating and having in your back pocket those sales techniques Adrian, what are some of the ones that really stand out for you that our listeners can also jump in and see in the chapter? Okay, so with psychology of sales, a lot of it's got to do, uh, Troy, with um, understanding buyer psychology in particular um, and recognising recognizing that when someone's looking through a property, what chapter of the journey are they on? Okay, so um, as we know, there's some people when they look to buy property, wake up and don't go to the bank first, don't talk to their broker first, they just start to go to open for inspections first. Then there's others, Troy, who the first thing they'll do is get a pre-approval, get their financials in order, not even look at any property until that's done. And then once that's done, go out and get very aggressive in terms of putting offers forward. Now, you need to accept as an agent that both of those buyer demographics exist you need to understand when you meet a buyer what chapter of the journey they are are they in chapter one or two or chapter 10 of that journey Mm. understanding that will help you be a what i call a master sifter a master sifter is someone who's very good at qualifying people because otherwise you're going to be wasting energy resources on and time with people that may not be in a position to transact. Now, that doesn't mean you need to ignore them, but you can certainly characterise them into part of your database that are their early chapter of their buying journey and that someone else might look after them up until they are ready, right? So the second part of it is vendor psychology. Now, vendor psychology is, is more about understanding that uh, achieving a sale result is actually equally as, as important as the price they achieve. That might sound surprising to a lot of people, Troy. However, yeah. we've all been in situations um, as agents where we've met a vendor and they said, I will definitely not 100% sell less than $1.5 million. I don't need to sell. Then you over-communicate, you provide incredible service, you have an extremely comprehensive campaign, and the highest bid is 1.475, for example. The owner is absolutely delighted with the result. They write you a review and they refer you four other people and become a raving fan. That tells me, that tells me that the result so they could move forward to the next chapter of their life was more important than that extra 25000 that actually wasn't even there to exist with, yeah. right? Um, and then there's other vendors who say, I'd love to get 
a million dollars and end up getting 1.3 and they're ungrateful, right? So that's where our psychology, buyer and seller psychology comes into it. The other part of it, Adrian, is obviously planning your day for success. And you've come down um, from a systems and process driven business. You've been brought up in that business. You've trained so many agents uh, that I can name off the top of my head uh, that have implemented the systems and the processes you have to really have efficiency in their business. Um, the systems that are in this chapter, I would think that anyone can take them and implement them to see efficiency straight away. Absolutely. So, um, you know, the important part about this in particular, Troy, is, is we've got to be highly, highly focused um, here on your, not only your own personal development, but also, uh, you know, building a team around you that's going to set you up for success. Now, a team doesn't need to be an EBU. Okay, mm. so a team could be your colleague, for example. So another sales agent in the office. It could include the front office manager. It could include the sales support person. It could include the trust account person. That's still part of your customer service team that you're putting forward, right? So that is 100% critical for you to endorse that, all right? Um, and the other part of it, Troy, is where you are in your career is almost irrelevant compared to where someone else might be in their career. And this is so critical that something I talk about a lot, which is comparison is the thief of joy. You will always be disappointed, always be disappointed if you're comparing yourself to other people, okay? So when it comes to planning your day, the, the comparison factor needs to go out the window your team factor leverage needs to absolutely be amplified and you, there's got to be some structure without overcomplicating it. So yeah. I talk about in this module, the ideal day and people will be very surprised how simple it is. It's, it's, it's all about when to prospect, who to prospect and what to say. And then it's also about when you're meeting with people what time of the day that should be, how it should be formatted in your diary, and also what type of themes of the day you should be focused on. Is it listing day? Is it buying day? Is it prospecting day? Is it past clients day? So there's a lot of detail in that, but certainly something that people should uh, take a deep dive into. You've also got a chapter in here, Adrian, that talks a lot about the network and, um, you know, to read your highlights from it, it's learn how to use Australia's 65,000 other agents to your benefit, right? So let, we'll, we'll park that there for a second So I really want to ask you about that um, and turn your biggest competitors into a major sales asset and growth engine. How does that all come together? Because I think there would be a lot of people kind of saying, other agents, how can they help me? How can they be part of my network? I don't yeah. want to work with them. I'm competing against them. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I love this chapter, Troy. I tell you why, because anyone that knows me personally, which is not a lot, <laughs> uh, because as you know, <laughs> you'd be surprised, you know, Bowie, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I, I can count my close friends on, on one hand and obviously you're, you're one of them, Troy, but, <laughs> but I think people that know of me know that, I have an attitude of abundance. Yep. Um, scarcity disgusts me, okay? Um, 
And when I talk about abundance, you know, even up till this very day, uh, 25% of my sales business is referrals from other agents. And some are from out of the area, some are from in the area. It actually doesn't matter. So tapping into that 60-odd thousand people in the country, in the country that are other agents, connecting with them, building relationships with them, um, you know, networking, as cliche as that might sound. You know, through my entire career, Troy, I always once a month pick one person that I think I can learn from. And that person might have been in the industry for two years and I've been in the industry three to three years and I will learn from that person. Um, so 25%, that's the number. Other agents I coach that I have shared this philosophy with around the attitude of abundance and tapping in to an incredible network of agents. Because let me tell you, if someone's going to refer you a piece of business, they want it to reflect very well on them. Now, if they have absolute confidence and faith in you, then they can refer it with absolute confidence and knowing very well that that client's going to get looked after, whether it's a buyer or a seller. Now, whether remuneration is the outcome or not is irrelevant, to be honest with you. So um, I think the network of the real estate industry is incredibly underutilised. Thankfully, we have events like ARIC, but for, that's just scraping the surface, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I this year, Troy, are going to launch into some, 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 uh, some speaking engagements together to get agents together so that we're planning that as we speak, um, which is going to be really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. So that'll help. But then we've got to do more. But it starts with you. It starts with you listening to this podcast and saying, who do I want to connect with that doesn't even need to live in the same city or state as me? Uh, In fact, they might even be in NZ or the UK that I can connect with and learn from, not only learn from, but actually contribute to. Because let me tell you, growth and contribution are actually two human needs. They're actual human needs. After food, water and shelter, um, the growth, contribution, love and purpose, they are part of actual our DNA that we need on a daily basis. And then finally, Adrian, as we, we wrap up this episode, episode number 124, we're talking a lot about how to survive and thrive uh, when you're dealing and faced with adversity, overwhelm or in a crisis. Now, all of us, I think, uh, in the industry at some point in time over the past two years, um, especially if you're in an area that's had a lot of restrictions, a lot of change, there would be a point in time that we've felt overwhelmed. Um, why is this chapter part of the, the sales mastery class that you've actually put together in this manual to mastery? Because you'd think that this yeah. would not necessarily fit in the realms of tick the box. This is what I need to do to be a successful real estate professional. It's funny you ask that, Troy, because the original name of that chapter is what do you do when the shit hits the fan, <laughs> yeah, right? right. <laughs> and and even though I proofread uh, read the, uh, the book, you know, like, yeah, as you you post because you and I spoke about it so many times, you know, like over a hundred times. Yeah. Um, if you actually download the Kindle or the e version, you'll find that in the index that uh, it's still actually called that in the index, <laughs> right. not in the actual <laughs> chapter, right? So that's a little little Freudian slip, perhaps, right? Um, so 
and I think both 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 are really accurate descriptions of uh, you know whether it's adversity um, or, or you know the the other terminology. Look, the reason this is so important is because an agent's success, for the lack of a better term, and when I talk about success, I talk about holistic success. So I talk about being healthy, happy, on purpose, and actually um, writing income, right? So it's a holistic success because there's no use writing income if you're happy or, or, or unhappy rather or unhealthy. That's just not going to work. Yeah. So, so the, the, the way an agent reacts when they achieve a really good sale or a really good listing is actually less important than how they react when they actually lose a listing or a sale falls over. Mm. I'll tell you why because of the bounce back factor. Yeah. The reason that 20% of agents earn 80% of the income in this country is because the bounce back factor of the 20% club, if you want to call them that, is like three seconds. And the bounce back factor of the 80% club can be anywhere from one week to six years. Mm. So I speak to people and I'm like, hey, your energy's off what is it and i'm in a session they're like oh you know i had a bad business uh uh fallout uh or you know i went through a, a, a nasty divorce or you know i had a client complaint i say how long ago was that it was like oh it was about a year ago I'm like wow okay <laughs> yeah, right. so we need to do some serious nlp mm-hmm. and un- unblocking so it's neuro-linguistic program if anyone wants to do a bit of research on it right um so so Dealing with the bounce back factor is uh, so critical, Troy. I cannot tell you. And people are going to have to read that chapter because there's a lot of detail in it, but a lot of it has to do with that. Yeah, it's quite amazing the, uh, the way that you describe that because I think it's so true, right? You can ride the wave of the euphoric success that you have if, if business is going well, but you do notice those people. I think everyone that's listening to this, not only ourselves, but there'll be people in your office um, or colleagues and friends that you know that work within your business or maybe they work for another business that you know if something does get them uh, a little bit down or they miss a listing or the marketing didn't work or a buyer said one thing and then did something completely different on the auction floor, um, you can really notice that that does affect people and it can affect them for a long period of time. So I would think, Adrian, that within that chapter, there's some tips and strategies for you how, for you how to bounce back quicker than what you normally do. So, um, Adrian, absolutely. I- Uh, On behalf of everyone, I just want to thank you again um, for not only doing this podcast, for the training that you do, but also putting together this book. It is available for everyone to download either as a uh, hard copy or you can go straight to Kindle. Um, Sounds like the Kindle version is uh, the quickest way to get it. Um, So the Kindle or uh, any one of those. So make sure that you get on there and have a look. Adrian, we might, uh, with your permission as well, start to talk a little bit more in detail about those chapters because that is definitely for success or as you call it the manual to mastery and if we want to take everyone on the journey this year with the adrian bogue podcast featuring troy malcolm to get to that next level and make 2022 their best year ever i think that that's a really good starting point um, that we can start with in this session Uh, so episode number 124 ab thank you so much for sharing your knowledge on everything that is real estate mastery we will be back now team we are back we are back on a weekly basis for you you will see us 
uh, every single week, audio, video, all the rest of it that comes in. I promise next week I'll be more in a business attire. Adrian did say to me, uh, just let's just jump on Zoom. Um, he's come fully dressed. Look at that. How sharp you look, AB. With Always. Wear and tie. I appreciate <laughs> I feel bad, but I promise you next week, team, I'll up the ante a little bit with the, the attire. I promise you that. AB. Thanks again for joining us uh, on your own podcast. Kind of makes sense that you're featured on your own podcast. But anyway, listeners, we'll see you again next week. Thanks, Troy. Thanks for everything you do. And thanks, listeners, for your support and loyalty to this particular learning and development course.